0: Hello, welcome back to Everyday Being uh, with me, Gareth Evans, and my dear friend, Steve Knight, who's suffering from a bit of a cough and a cold uh, at the moment. So you'll uh, probably hear that he's a bit bunged up and he's uh, having to manage uh, his uh, mic as well to make sure that uh, you don't hear him sort of coughing and spluttering too much. So randomly, if I jump in at a certain moment, then that doesn't quite make sense. Then you'll know exactly what it is that's going on. Um, Today's episode... Uh, is one that uh, we're really excited about but we're equally a bit uh, nervous and have some trepidation about in all honesty Uh, and the reason we feel that way is that we are talking about parenting and being a parent today. Um, We've come to that topic because we've had some uh questions and some comments from uh listeners saying oh that would be really interesting and that'd be really helpful if you were to talk about that and and each time we thought about uh having that conversation we look at it and go oh, oh crikey that, that 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 feels a bit scary and gosh what the heck are our kids are going to say about that and things like that as well so um so we we are being brave here we are being uh hopefully vulnerable we'll be very honest about it all but we're going to spend today's episode thinking about uh how we are um what we be what we have been as parents um and in the usual everyday being way hopefully what you will hear and it allow you to think about is some key themes so we're going to return to some of our core uh, elements of of everyday being and think about okay how do they apply within um within parenting and being a parent um we will have some examples as well of things that we think resonate with us in our own experience of of being a parent and clearly what you've got today is is two fathers um so this of course will always be our uh, our own experiences but hopefully what we'll try and do is we always try and do is think about these things universally Um, and uh, what Steve has amazingly got as well he's even got some feedback from one of his daughters (laughs) uh, to share as well um, which which is going to be fascinating in terms of uh, you know clearly a view a view from a a view from one one of our children so so that's really interesting so uh, we'll think
1: and also, Gash, she wants to listen to the episode, so that, yeah. will, that will keep me honest. <laughs> what what I share and where I'm coming from.
0: <laughs> so, look, as ever with everyday being, we don't know where this is going to go. We're going to think together on on the subject, but as ever, we would love to hear you your uh, your thoughts. What resonated? Is there any gaps? Is there anything more? Uh, this is it. Feels like a huge subject as well um so clearly we, we 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 did a sort of follow-up episode recently maybe maybe this in time will uh, will sort of mean mean the same so um so we hope as ever this is of use uh Steve kick us off and let's talk about being a parent
1: <laughs> well as we were talking just before we, we started recording it's it, it, it's almost such a wide subject it's quite challenging isn't it, in terms of sort of where to where to stop i mean I, I guess just as an overall as we were reflecting on this i suppose from my perspective you realize often as a parent i think it's such a rich learning experience because i think because it's such a sort of all-encompassing role you do realize that in terms of i think a lot of things we've spoken about gareth in terms of everyday being and all the conversations you've had over the years i think it's amazing how um how much of that learning or understanding or grounding this understanding you do get from parenting actually. Um, so I think it's one of those roles that's, um, incredibly rewarding actually at times, but also incredibly, you know, incredibly challenging. Um, yeah. And one of the things I think, um, often when, you know, certainly when I started as a parent in my, in my twenties, you know, where you're still, um, you know, you're still developing your career, that often, you know, being a parent comes at a time when there's a lot going on in terms of, you know, your relationship with your significant other, plus, I mean, I've got three children who are all um, sort of in their 20s now, but when I reflect back, you know, a lot of the Um, experiences when they particularly when they were very young was at a point when I was still trying to find my way in my career and I I sort of changed jobs at 29 so uh, my daughter was two and a half my son was six months old so you sort of realize often it it comes at quite um, you know quite a moment in your life when there's a lot other things going on so I think one of the things we were talking about you know just before we came on air was the by expectations so I think sometimes this um you know it's very easy to have unrealistic expectations of yourself um and, uh, and maybe we can come on to that in terms of you know some of the um the challenges that sort of that's that creates as well um yeah so yeah so I think I that that feels you know when when you I remember it struck me as a <clears throat> when I was eating a first becoming a parent just of realizing that it's very easy to have expectations of yourself you know I was in my um what my mid-20s um so feeling like well I, I I should be able to do this role and I remember at one point it struck me that um you know when my my youngest daughter Vicky was you know I don't know how old she was but less than one I was thinking Oh, crikey, you know, whatever age she was, six months or whatever, thinking, oh, well, I've been a parent for six months.
0: Wow. Gotcha. And just realising,
1: oh, right, okay, maybe, you know, maybe you need to sort of keep that in mind and and recognise that, you know, you're on a learning curve. And if I'm honest, yeah, I've been a parent for 30 years. What, Vicky's now coming up to her 30th birthday this month, realising, well, I've been on that learning curve for for 30 years um and it still feels like it's it's sort of continuing Um, my son and his girlfriend they're due to have a baby next may so going to be a grandparent and i'm sure that that learning curve will will sort of continue so yeah that's the overall sort of context i had in mind how about you what what were your overall thoughts on this subject
0: yeah, I think uh, some similarities. So, so uh, my two daughters are seventeen and, and fourteen. So, I guess I'm in the teenage teenage years. Um, and I, I mean, I certainly think you know becoming a parent is one of the the, the most wonderful things that has ever happened to me in in my life. Um, and I, you know, I echo those those things. I think it is you know has always been incredibly rewarding um I, I find it you know I guess you know, significantly humbling as well um and forever forever changing in the you know you're know, I guess if you look back in those early stages when they are you know our babies they're just gosh they, at times it is completely overwhelming isn't it that, that so much is new and changing and you know what, what what's right and you're you know developing relationships and understanding and you've just got so much love and emotion in you know they're just you know, just so magical, but equally so hard. And you've got you know sleep in, in there as well, haven't you? And that, you know, and clearly, you know, go through challenges with toddlers and schools and, and, and then learning and then into the teenage years and all kind of, you know, the challenges that come with that in terms of, you know, um, you know, body changes you know hormones you know all different things going on there becoming you know young adult becoming an adult as well you know so so it always sort of as i've thought about this is that there is so much that is constantly evolving and whilst it feels like there are different phases you you know there isn't that sort of bookend and start of of those things is it? they just they just naturally sort of evolve and then you find yourself there and i think i think because of that I've always found it as, you know, as, as we said, incredibly rewarding, but found something that has just been something that I've always continued to stretch and test and develop me. And, you know, it, it's not a topic for t- today, but actually, you know, what what's our, you know, my relationship with Katie as both being parents as, as well. And and what's the dynamics to that? I think that's probably a bit beyond the scope today, but I think that's a really critical part of it. Mm but you know as you brilliantly said oh god it's so you know at times it's um it's so um hard i guess is the simple word isn't it that you know and it, it comes in different shapes and sizes and i think it, the frequency probably ebbs and flows i think there are moments where you go back and i look back and go oh actually that was just a relatively easier time that was a really hard time um and, and, and i think at times you think that those things are past and then sometimes they you know they come back to you don't mm-hmm. they as, as well you know mm-hmm. um, so i think it is sort of wonderful wonderful experience and that's a you know privilege and a, you know i have so much sort of love and pride um but equally you know one of one of the hardest things to to do mm-hmm. um and look you, you you as a listener you know you know, who knows what your experience is whether you actually may not be a parent um actually maybe somebody with younger children you know you'll be in a different different place so I guess one of the things that comes to mind is that you know as as you listen to us talk today you know you're going to hear these perspectives but equally you know think about what okay where are you what have you experienced what does that mean for you what is your sense of being there because clearly the whole thing is you know is is very personal isn't it yeah yeah
1: absolutely yeah yeah yeah, and it's interesting because as I reflected as I was reflecting on it I was thinking um you, you know particularly when the children were very young you know, there's lots of things I look back on and uh, and feel uh, regret or guilt about actually
0: right
1: so I think it's was very, it, it um yeah there's a lot it, it's very interesting actually how that's been a real uh, it's funny how it's a bit more of a theme when I particularly when I think about them when they were very young there was more that I look back on and think oh my god I could have done a better job at that um uh, you know going through a challenging time with my with my job I felt sometimes I was a bit if I'm honest a bit immature as a as a parent as well at that at that time um so yeah it it, it has been a real a real journey and in my relationship with Val you know my wife we say yeah there's been times it's really in a really lovely place now but there's times where actually it was quite quite difficult quite and quite challenging and we had some real sort of down moments and some sort of significance periods of real sort of challenge and I think a lot of that parenting was wrapped was actually wrapped up in that um and I think in a way, probably sort of helped the relationship in a sense, it was part of the real challenge, but it also sort of meant that you were dealing with something that you had to deal with sort of together. Um, so so in a way, it was it was part of the sort of some of the challenges and some of the difficulties, but I think then it also, in a way, it helped us to sort of stay together, sort of through that through that experience. Um, yeah. And even when we we moved away, when when the children, like I said, when Vicky was two and a half and Will was six months, and I think that was, in a way, was the really helped us actually as a as a as a family actually to sort of almost we had to go and find our independence. So in yeah. a way, it sort of forced us to have to, you know, find a way of of what did we, who did we want to be as a family? And because we were away from family and friends and so on, um, I think as we look back, it was probably one of those things that I think actually was was really helpful to us. Um,
0: mm.
1: And sometimes, you know, when I look back and think, if we hadn't have done that, would would we have stayed together through that experience? I'm not sure, actually. I mean, wow. you never know, obviously. But no. in some ways, I think that forcing us out of our comfort zone a little bit and having to sort of find our own identity was probably a really, um, really helpful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, I think you, you start to then look back, don't you, and think, well, what's the value of guilt, actually? You know, what's the yeah. value of regret and so on? And you realise, well, I mean, it's helpful to look back and you can use that as a learning experience and see... know what works and, and what doesn't work but you know ultimately you know sometimes you have to go back and repair things that happen and apologize for things that happen and sometimes you you can do that but but quite often you can't necessarily so you have to then sort of um realize well the way you the, the way you repair any anything that you feel like a regret for is, is how you are in the in the moment, who you are, yeah. who you're being in the moment. As we've talked about before, I think, um, parenting and any relationship, really, one of the values, I think, of this everyday being perspective is that a recognition that, well, actually, you've got an opportunity to create the relationship because you are creating the relationship in a way. The opportunity is there because you're recreating yourself as a, as a parent in every interaction that you have with your children. And so there's a real benefit in that, I think, because then you can, you can change anything you want to change sort of in the here and now. Um, But also if you do get things wrong, there's an opportunity to sort of put that right in the next, you know, at the next opportunity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, isn't that, lovely examples we've talked you know, many times before about regret and guilt and looking backwards how that can so impact us in the now and in the future and, and we've talked about that i've encouraged us all to to see that To understand it to you know as you've brilliantly said Steve take the learnings for it and enable us to be who we want to be in in this moment so it's not to sort of ignore but equally it's it's gone it's in the past there's nothing that we can do about it so you know allowing us allowing that to impact us now uh, you know is you know we would encourage sort of you know otherwise and You know, look, we can. I think as you've already brilliantly said, is that you you can have regrets about something that happened ten years ago, um, and equally, you can have a regret about something you've just said. (laughs) And yes, it is really easy to allow those things to continue to affect. But but actually, that that opportunity that we have got to. I don't know to create an ongoing relationship in every new moment. That's the beauty and that's the power. And to some extent, even if there are, there is no regrets. Um, I think, I think actually, the best way that we can address, repair, deal with regret, whatever the right way word would be, is our ability to actually, you know, recreate that that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, you know, we will all do that in a range of different ways, won't we? You know, whether that is a, you know, an apology or, you know, a good quality discussion about what happened or whether it's just about, you know, you just, just move on and move into into the, the, the next, you know, conversational moment or interaction yeah. or, or thing that sort yeah. of happens as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's
1: right. Yeah.
0: I always remember that was a really interesting
1: book I read that, when the kids were very young which was um it was called families and how to survive them and it was a it was a book that was a conversation between John Cleese the comedian and his psychiatrist a guy called Robin Skinner and they wrote a couple of sort of books about life and how to survive it as well but there were some really interesting things in there which uh, was around um uh There were lots of things, but one of them was around the fact that as a parent, one of your primary jobs is to model a a really effective relationship for your children. And so he was saying that one of the challenges that people often have is that they don't create healthy boundaries. So what he was describing was that you need to have a sort of sense of yourself and the things you do for yourself. You need to have the things that you do as as a couple And then you have your your family unit as well. And they're they're sort of three different aspects that you need to pay attention to. And that it's very easy for the couple to lose themselves in the family. And, And he said that creates real problems. He said it creates real problems for you as a couple and it creates real problems for the children that they think they're part of your relationship as a couple. And um, and it was interesting because I certainly knew people we were around that, that I could see that was a real problem in their relationship is that there, there wasn't that healthy boundary. So one of the things that I really paid attention to was how do you just make sure we're doing things for us, just Val and I as a couple? Because what he was describing is then it's helpful for the child to know that there's something that they're not party to that he said then gives them a sense of, it's like you're role modelling, you're role modelling what an effective relationship looks like. And he said, that's really helpful for them because then they've got that understanding of that, that then when they, as they get older and they venture out into the world, they've got a sense of what a healthy sort of relationship looks like. Um, So I remember like just as one of the things we did we put a lock on our door, on our bedroom door. Right, okay. <laughs> right, right, as part of, right, and I can't remember if it was one of the suggestions in that book, but it was about this.
0: And um, I'm not so, going to say what's going through my well, head. Yeah, can, yeah. So the children,
1: you know, in the morning when they get up, they'd often be on the door and the door was locked. And, you know, so you dealt with that. that. And then eventually the door was shut and they sort of knew that that was our time, not not their time and they'd go and sort of sort themselves out but it was so interesting when I used to share that with you know people would go around a lot of other parents at that time for, through the children of things it's like people were aghast you know that <laughs> like, you would lock your ch- children out and so on but it it really it, it really it really worked and quite quickly they they could twig that you know that of course there were times when they would come into our bedroom and into our bed and so on but there were times when they when they sort of didn't, and um, you know, and I, 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 I sort of can feel that, that that some of that advice was actually really was really helpful, and I could okay. really
0: yeah.
1: see other couples where the children would always sleep in their bed or would fall asleep on the sofa and they you know, there were all sorts of things that you saw people doing and thought, God, if you're not careful, you've just completely lost yourself." in this and that the yeah and you could always feel for the children it didn't help them move on it didn't help them develop some independence yeah um which I think is you know is 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 so useful and also I, I think the other thing that strikes me is that sometimes the things you look back on and think oh, I didn't didn't handle that very well didn't do that very well um I was mentioned to you, I was talking to my coach, Steve Chandler, earlier this week, and we got onto this subject before he knew we were doing this episode. But he said someone had said to him, Yeah, as a parent, you move from one mistake to the next. <laughs> I said to him, <coughs> excuse me, that's such a such a good yeah, uh, sort of description actually of and I think sometimes the things you don't do so well and whatever, I think is also part of the journey because it's helping children see look you you can't play life perfectly and you and you shouldn't have that you shouldn't have that expectation so i think of course you want to you want to do your best but sometimes you don't quite you know you don't know what that might look like what impact that might have you're also a a normal human being having your own ups and downs and sometimes you look back and think oh god i didn't manage that situation really well but like I said, you can sometimes go back and put that right. But also, you know, I worry sometimes where people are trying to almost create like an ideal uh, environment yeah. or an ideal sense of parenting or for the, the expectations that, uh, of what they want their children to experience. And it's like, well, you know, life is messy. You know, as sit- yeah. Banks said, life is a contact sport. It has ups and downs in it. It has disappointments, frustrations. It has difficult people to deal with. Yeah. You know, we both know that and our sort of corporate roles. And so if you don't have some experience of that, and then you're you're gonna you're gonna find life quite difficult then when you do move out of the family environment and have to sort of find your own way. If you haven't had some sense of the ups and downs of that and the challenges and the difficulties of that, then you're sort of ill-equipped, I think, for. For what life is is really like, so I think there is a bit of a danger if we closs it, you know, the closting too much of the environment that we're trying to create and not giving people a realistic expectation of life. At yeah. the same time, as you know, clearly wanting to do your best, whatever that, yeah. whatever that might look like.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I think there is an encouragement for us all about just being a bit lighter on ourselves, be it on what we've done. Um, or, or, you know, or what we think we, sh- we, we should do. Um, because, you know, I think we all know at times we are our own biggest critics and we will be people that will overthink, we will um, beat ourselves up, For for things that we've done, and not the way that either we would want it to be done, or actually we think that you know there is an expectation that it that it should should be done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think this sort of you know just a general kind of lightness. I think, you know, with ourselves, regardless of our interaction, you know, even if you know there is a, just a, you know, look. Then let's just keep keep loving ourselves. Let's look after ourselves because then our ability to look after our kids, our children, you know, whether at whatever stage, is stronger. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I was when, when I was thinking about today. I think there's sort of there was. I mean, to some extent, we you know. Uh, that's why I think maybe this is a, you know as, as scary as this topic is. There's just so much that's rich from an everyday being perspective, isn't there? So, so I think there's lots and lots. The, the probably the two things that stand out for for me, and I'll perhaps give some examples as I talk about it. The first is, to some extent, our core part of who are we being where are we where are we coming from what is the true sense of what we want want to, to be um and for those that you um that listen regularly and those that have um listened to one of our episodes from a good time ago when steve and i talked about our sense of being and these documents that we've written we both reference being being a you know a father being a, a parent and it manifests itself in different way in different different language but you know if, if i just shorthand you know, to say, you know, my desire is to be the best parent I can be, the best father I can be to Florence and Nancy. Well, i, f- I find that really useful as a I don't know, a reminder and a guide in my interactions, be it in the moment or even reviewing or preparing in all honesty so if i'm saying oh and you know if i want to be the best parent i can what does that look like in this moment and i think i can hold myself to account on that by by looking back on something and saying well it's pretty obvious that you weren't in that moment okay okay that let's not you know let's not beat myself up too much for that. Let let me move move forward and go, what does that look like now? And I think what what perhaps one of the examples perhaps I could give is Florence has recently gone through her GCSEs uh and has gone through, you know, I guess the re- revision. Um and um I mean she you know she managed it wonderful wonderfully well. Uh, and work really incredibly hard on it but I remember some of those earlier sort of stages me um I, you know probably having my own expectations about what revision would look like and I don't know plan timetables and understanding and amounts of time and making sure there's I don't know some kind of beautiful color-coded spreadsheet uh that would say I'm spending you know this amount of time on math and da, 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 you know and and, uh, you know, I remember, you know, inquiring into that of like, okay, what's, you know, what's the plan? What are you doing? What, you know, and, and, uh, you know, very much early on, her going, that's, that don't work for me. And I probably, um, got there and got there in a decent amount of time but it probably there was two or three conversations that were like mm, well it's you know i think you need to be more organized than that florence and you know um well, you know or where's the plan what do you do you know do and and that, you know and i'll come on to this in a minute there, there was a huge part of that was my expectations about what I, what i think it should look like or what i would do Probably as a you know mid forties man, probably not. Not when I was sixteen, yeah. going through that same experience. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly all those those years ago, and you know, life's different agenda, of course. Um, but you know, th- th- but then I think you by having that sense of okay, what is you know, what is my role? How do I become a best father in this context? I think that therefore enabled me to be pragmatic and think, okay, well, she has got her own way of doing this all i can do is ensure that she is loved cared for supported i'm there if you know if if she wants to talk through anything if she wants me to do tests with her or you know whatever that might be i will be there and be present you know does she need feeding and hydration on a regular whatever it might be that's my role is almost to create the environment to allow her to do what she wants to do in her own way and i do i do think that it is that that guide that calls me back to it to a reset and go okay what what does that that look like um I mean uh, even with perhaps Nancy more recently I think you know having uh, in conversations with her thinking about okay okay I'm you know I'm I'm coming from a place I just want to be the best dad what does that look like I don't know You know, and I think at times, as long as I'm in the moment and connected and present in that relationship, and and you know, allow you know good thinking, and also does this feel like the right thing to do? Okay, do you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it, and we'll talk about that. Be it a question, be it an action, be it an input, whatever it might it might be. Mm. I do think that that sort of sense of who I'm being, I find as a really practical thing where I can I can, you know, come from that place. And I'm, you know, I probably seldom get it right, but actually, you know, what's my intention? my intention is coming from the best place I can so whilst it is something that's perhaps a bit general I do find it as something that um is if I'm honest really really pragmatic so that might be something of of use and then I think I think the second thing that probably I found um to be a really strong guide for me is is that idea of expectations that we've already touched Mm. on a couple of times and I think that that probably has a subsection within is the expectations of myself but also my expectations of them and I think they are two separate separate things and I think even what's inherent within I don't know if I'm trying to be the best parent I can well there's an expectation of me isn't it that that is Mm -hmm. what I what I what I want to be so actually I'm you know best you know yeah that there is a judgment within that isn't there that says okay well you know i need to be that what if i'm not that then i'm then i'm i'm failing which i think that comes back to let's let's have it as a guide but let's be light with it that you know look if if as i already said if i'm seldom going to meet it okay that's fine that you know i've got plenty of opportunities to, to to try going going forward so so i do think there is that you know and we've talked about this in a range of situations when we thought about everyday being. How can we come with no expectations, you know, on, on ourselves? Well, uh, no expectation. Full stop. And on ourselves, I think is, is is a really good place. And then I think there is that expectations of them, isn't there? That you know, either because of our own thinking or society, or you know, we all want our best for our kids, don't we? And you know, whatever that that looks like, and you know, you get into. I don't know, you know, various micro achievements they may have around, I don't know, you know, walking and talking when they're little or, you know, sleeping through the night or potty training or, you know, when they go to school and then they get, te- you know, all those things that life is full of these bloody milestones and judgments all the way. And you want the best, you want the best for them and and so you know that all those things can have such a massive impact on you and on them as well you know the, we layer in you know as we've already said what society expects of them of us yeah. you know what kind of social media creates and you know instagram lives and things like that as well there is all this sort of pressure isn't it about you know what what is our expectation of 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 them um and again, I think you know the, the the extent to which we can have you know no expectations of of them for them. I think mm-hmm. I think that is really hard. I know it's really really hard and and easy to say. So I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not saying this because you know perfect or do it by any stretch of the imagination i'm sure that we would sort of you mm. know as we'll find now when you we get your feedback you know they'd call me right yeah. on some of these things but you know i think i think that more i know that more you know because you go well if you strip it all back what is it what is it that we re, that we hope for them i think you're hoping for happiness you know and you know we would say that Steve wouldn't we because you know we we talk about you know what what is the one thing that we're looking through from or looking for from everyday being is is the pursuit of happiness and that you know the to finding the, the happiness that lies within so so I think if we come from that place of well happiness will will be whatever it is but if that's what we're hoping for well then where we're coming from can be in service of of that you know, supporting them through the happy, through you know, find mm. their own version of of happiness as well. So, so I do think that the the extent to which we can reduce the expectations of our on ourselves and of them, and coming from wherever we want to come from, I think is really powerful. Now, yeah, let let me. Um, the last thing I probably probably would say would come back to you know one of our sort of favourite topics about the investment and involvement model that. You know, when we have been low expectations, we therefore have got low investment. And that doesn't mean, as we always talk about, doesn't mean we don't care and we just sort of, you know, let whatever let happens. No, we, we have high involvement. So as we have low expectations of them and us, that doesn't mean we're doing nothing about it. That means actually we are doing whatever we can to have that high level of involvement. So that remains true, but then our, our ability to dial down whether we want them to pass that test or whether we want them to be walking by the nine months old, you know, never a great thing. You know, the, the, the less mobile they are, the better. I think we'll all find that we all find out um, or, or whatever it, it might be, you know, the way it might show up, I I I think that that just by having those low, uh, low, no expectations, even if it's small things, what, whatever is going on for you in your relationship with your children, uh, you know, in this moment in time, whenever you're working, thinking about this or listening to us today, what is it there? Is there something small that you can potentially just shift or reduce that expectation that you've got ab- about it because they'll all be in different stages. You'll be in different stages of your life, but I'd probably encourage just, just, just something. So, you yeah, know, in, in summary of that fairly long monologue and Steve, you jump on there It'd be, you know, where are we coming from that can guide us on a practical everyday basis? Having l- lower no expectations of them and us or having low investment about what what things look like for them and us as well
1: Yeah, as, as you were sharing all of that I was thinking um what one of the things I always feel guilty about is that um so I dropped out of school when I was 17 during my a levels um which I think I've probably touched on before but um, I didn't like school, and uh, you know, I, I've got various reasons, but you know, <laughs> and um, and so I, I never put pressure on around school really with the with the children, and but I always feel guilty that maybe I almost um, you know, didn't do enough to sort of just encourage more of uh, uh, uh more of that engagement with with education and. Right. Both my daughters went to college and then dropped out of college and found, you know, found their uh, found their jobs and um, actually did apprenticeships, which um, wasn't around when I when I did. But I thought, well, they followed really similar <laughs> to me and it seems to have worked for them in terms of them doing their various training and qualifications while they're while they're working, which is exactly what I did. I've done way more education when I when I left school, <laughs> over the years than I than I did then, so it sort of it sort of worked for me. But I always thought, oh my god, did I did I just maybe almost um, uh, almost encourage that in a sense? So it's so interesting how I almost feel guilty that I didn't have enough. Maybe I didn't have enough sort of sort of push. Um, but I suppose the other thing that was just coming to mind as you were sharing your reflections was that and you particularly you know i see this with having three children but i think you see it all the time anyway but that just how different they are and how quickly how different they are so you do really realize that right from a very young age they are that they're they are their own individual expressions of being actually quite quickly you you Mm. sort of you you experience that and you know even the way they are as babies was you can see his God is 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 very different, and so it just reinforces, you know, what you were saying about expectations. That of course, if that's true, which I, I think anyone that's got children would would recognise the there the are huge individual differences that come through quite quickly. Then it almost reinforces that. Well, to then think that your expectations of who they should be or how they should be or what they should do is. It's very arrogant, actually, <laughs> when you think of it. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me, because it's saying, "Well, I've got, I've got the idea of what you should do and how you should be, and and so on." And it's like, "Well, who am I? Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge that?" So, I think parenting is, I think, one of those where that whole, you know, as we've touched on before, the danger of expectations, I think, can really can really create problems, actually. I think it creates, yeah. exactly what you said, I think it creates problems for you as a parent if you get too fixed in your own expectations. If you then project certain expectations onto them, that creates all sorts of problems for them as well. And the messages that you're... There's a real risk, I think. You send an unintentional message, completely unintentional, which is, well, you're not, you're not quite good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it seems to me that <clears throat> excuse me as a parent the more you can help the love that you talked about the more you can help someone be comfortable with who they are be comfortable in their own skin be comfortable with their own individuality in terms of how they want to live in the world the more that you can send that message to them and of course at times you need to Um, be honest and challenging and upfront. And there might be times when, you know, you you also need to create some boundaries. I think that's, you know, definitely that Robin Skinner book was really helping me. No, there's a real value in that, you know, in terms of sort of discipline and structure and so on. That's really important because that's part of life. And if you're going to live in society, you have to understand that there are certain laws that you need to abide by and so on. And so it's really important that, you do that education but at the same time within that the more you can help a child realize that your own your own way of um being in life that's that's very sort of that's very personal to you um yeah i agree really helping them see that
0: yeah. And, but I even think in what you just said, I think there's just an awful lot of contradiction, isn't there? That that and that's what makes it really hard, isn't it? Where you go, you know, on one hand we go, well, who am I who am I to to say and suggest that? And there's a bit of me goes, well, actually we are with a father in, in obviously in our situation, you know, with parents, with mothers, whatever. Um and actually you know that comes with a sense of responsibility it comes with a sense of power so actually i am your dad so therefore you know i am saying this now whether that's right or wrong in the moment you know who knows you know um or whether that's i don't know um but but you you Look at that, and go well, actually, I'm and then also to contradict yourself, we're saying, but we need to create boundaries and we need to sort of you know discipline in their society and stuff like that. And then you go, okay, well, well who are we to say th- those things, or are we doing these things because they're our own expectations of what society mm. like you know it, it does, or what you know? And I, I think that's that's what just makes it so hard is that yeah. you know, actually. There is a lightness, but also there's a complexity, and there's a you know there's there's rules and you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. If one, I don't know about about you, but one of the things I think I've, I've struggled with through the years is just things like what time is bedtime? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. kind of like. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter what I you know I think bedtime needs to be for their ages. I don't know if you've sort of you, know, you might not have ever done that, but you know I, I remember kind of a frequent yeah. basis, kind of like googling what time should an eight year old yeah. go to bed and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you know, what 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 is the time? It is it is yeah. it caught, caught to eight and stuff like that now and even now as you know sort of teenagers we sort of you know we, you know the the like, you, I guess this is probably one part that is a, is a good example of. Of Hopefully about, um, I don't know, the, your point about educational boundaries that to some extent, you know, aiming for a, a somewhere in the region of probably eight hours sleep, probably at the stage that they're in, is probably good i would imagine that if we do google <laughs> google it they yeah. might need a little bit more but you know so therefore thinking well if they you know my my girls get up early because they, they go to school further away and there's a bus and stuff like that so they're up early so i'm conscious of actually well you know i, I think i think they should be in you know bed at i don't know half half 10 to get up on half past six And you know okay well mm-hmm. they're probably not asleep till 11 and you know so therefore there is a sleep sort of you know gap there well yeah, but but equally reinforcing that, and you know, Nancy particularly were like, you know, I'd go to bed too early, and you know, this is how I look to my friends. You're sending me <laughs> to bed so so early like yeah. that, and you're like, yeah, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to look after your health, not because of you know society wants me to, or because I, you know, it's just that uh, look. It's this. Yeah good quality sleep in, in terms you know it's just really important for, for your yeah. health isn't it so you sort of look at something like yeah, that yeah. But, and and even like you know gosh with phones and phones in bedrooms and you know can I be on my phone and stuff like that and one of the things that I think we've said before is that what we you know I try I, I definitely do the, the and the girls do is that really phones you know in you know down, downstairs not not in the bedroom to allow good quality sleep now you know that they could probably easily say to me is like that was really hard you should never have made this statement that it was horrible you know and horrible like that and and maybe there is something about my expectations there or i don't know too too many rules or discipline or something like that but you know i would come back to yeah no what all i'm trying to do there is actually you know encourage educate give you the best possible chance to recover for your body to rest in order for you to do what you need to do the, the next day yeah um you know I, I, you know I, you look at something like that where you go I don't know what the rules are I don't know what I should be doing I don't think I'm doing it from a societal basis I'm not doing it to be strict or anything like that I'm coming from a place of I you know what if you to be healthy and happy I think this is a good thing to go and go and do but god well it's a, good example, a good example I think. Of...
1: yeah but I think it's a sort of good example where sometimes children aren't in a position to be able to make a, a, an informed choice so I, I I completely agree with you saying there's a real balance, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, how much do I uh, give them ownership and responsibility versus how much do I create that and impo- it almost, you know, impose that. Uh, and I think there isn't a right or wrong. I think it's exactly as you describe it. It's a real dilemma, I think. And the point of recognising it as a dilemma is it's completely unsolvable. It's an unsolvable dilemma around how much do you give ownership and responsibility for your children versus, you know, how much do you put structure and discipline in place? And uh, there is no, as far as I can see, there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's a constant dance. It's a constant sort of balance. And I think sometimes, you know, recognising that children just, don't have the information, or the understanding to be able to, to make that decision. There are other times, I always remember my son, he played Xbox a lot, and there was just a period where he was playing it a lot, and he was getting, he'd get really wound up with it, he'd play FIFA, (laughs) and you could, you could be downstairs, and uh, we've got a house on multiple levels, and He'd be at the top of the house and in the latin you could hear him getting really frustrated with this with this fifa and and i can't remember how old he was he was in his teens and i said to him you know well would it be helpful if i if i um, provided some structure and discipline around the gaming because you seem to be playing a lot and it seems to wind you up a lot which i can't remember that conversation but in effect it's like you know is that is that how you want to be every evening where you're and so do you feel like it would be helpful if I applied some discipline to that and he said yeah I think I do need that actually and it was so interesting because he was probably a little I don't know what he was he's probably I don't know 50 maybe around 15 or so on but it was so interesting how I think when he was younger I would have probably thought, okay, we need, we need to control. And he wouldn't want me to, but there was just a point where I felt like, oh, I think he might, I think he might be open to that because I can feel like he's getting frustrated with himself. Um, And so that was one example where it's like, well, what's, should, you know, should I have just done it or could I invite him, to, you know? And so, and, and that I think is, going back to everyday being and who you're being is recognizing, well, of course, you know, they're growing and developing all the time, you know, and of course you are, you know, and your family environment is and who you are as a couple and who you are as a family. So it's sort of recognizing that the risk with expectations is they become quite fixed and they become quite rigid. So the antidote to that, I suppose, is what we're saying. is if you're clear about who you're being, So part of my statement is, you know, um, being in service to my family is the practice of unconditional love, sort of beyond my human limitations. I'm recognising that my human limitations are limiting. (laughs) So how can I be in service of my family beyond my human limitations as the practice of unconditional love feels like, well, that's not an expectation. That's somewhere I'm living from. And that feels much more fluid because what that might look like when they're two versus when they're 10 versus when they're 16 might be might be quite different. Yeah. So I think that's the almost the antidote to expectations, actually, is focusing yeah. much more on who you're who you're being. Sorry, I'm being distracted. My dog is scratching at the door. So I'm just yeah, right. okay. a minute before you think about that
0: um yeah I, I i completely agree um i tell you what we've we, we also mentioned at, at the start was that you have uh you have brilliantly in preparation for this is you've got feedback from one of your uh one of your children which uh gosh you know how often do we get do we get that i mean clearly we get it in spades on a regular basis of your you know you certainly you're the this you're terrible you're whatever um but actually to sort of get it in this context feels feels lovely so hmm. what i don't want to do before the end of today because we've, we've already been going for a while actually to lose that opportunity so maybe maybe what we'll do steve is we'll 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 share the feedback that you've yeah. got I'm happy to um share, yeah. and 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 you know talk about that was to what comes up but then maybe to sort of draw it to a close after yeah. after that yeah. um because i i you know as we said, I think we can go on and on on about this. There is just a richness of 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 this, so um, yeah. let's see how we return to it. But um, you know, if if you know if you're uh, if you feel comfortable, <laughs> to share that feedback yeah, that no, want, was... or, or insights, that would be great. Yeah.
1: So Grace, <clears throat> so Grace is my youngest daughter. She's she's 24. She still lives with us. Um, so I just chatted to this morning, just before we started. To say I was doing this episode, and I thought, well, why not ask her for some feedback? So I just I just wrote some notes. So she said, um so you're level headed. She said you you're you're supportive, so I can so I can talk things through. She said there is a flip side to that. She said, which is sometimes she said, could you just be on my side? So she said you're you're invariably when I'm thinking about a situation, you're thinking about the other person as well and what their perspective and so on might be yeah and I know um Vicky might always say the same sometimes it's just like no just be on our bloody side you know just yeah, be on our side yeah. for this rather A lovely, than baby, lovely like, feedback like, yeah gonna, uh, more there um she said um you can be very generous oh uh, you are very generous not you can be she said you are very generous um said you're affectionate and loving but she said that's dropped off a bit recently so she said there was definitely a time when i think probably when i was first got into the um uh, the ultimate being book that we mentioned that the amy yes. hartson book and then do your do, do document i think yeah that really uh really connected to me in terms of who you're being with your family so that was interesting to say you've
0: just and we are you aware of that yeah i probably have dropped off of that okay. i would leave little notes
1: because because um Oh yes, yes. Grace, know you know, she lives nearby. Often, my wife is here, and I'd often just leave them little post-it notes and and things like that. And I've, yeah, I've just, you know, got caught up in other things and
0: dropped that. And would you, would um, you, what, 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 would you want to return to that? That's yeah, I think, question. yeah,
1: because my, yeah, my, <coughs>
0: um, Will's,
1: my son's girlfriend, Jess, she said to me recently. She said, "Oh, you don't, you know, you don't." You don't hug. You don't hug us like you used to. You know when we when we first see them, if we were to meet them for a drink or, or sort of whatever. Um, wow. So yeah, I've had a little bit of sort
0: of there we are. feedback there we
1: are. along that. Um, yeah. She said, um, you know, um, so I said about improvement. She said, oh, sometimes you'd be more on my side. Um, she'd say, sometimes your low mood affects the whole house. Right. Okay which my wife would say and that is true and i i recognize that i said i've said to grace said, that's quite really quite a difficult thing to do because i i know that i know sometimes from a low mood so i try and you know just disconnect a little bit but but she said interestingly, she said that's she said i'm the same so she would say grace was so saying that so she said i'm like that whereas she said yeah. like um will my son she goes well he never seems to be in a bad mood. So he just which he doesn't. He's very good at just living and being in the moment, actually. Wow,
0: wow. And
1: then even um Vicky, my oldest, you know, Grace and Well, actually, when she's in a low mood, you wouldn't necessarily know. She's quite hard, she's quite hard to read. Whereas probably Grace and I are a bit um a bit more easy to read. Yeah. <laughs> and then um yeah and, and it was quite interesting she said about our relationship she said it, it seems your your mum's relationships really good really like the best it's ever been um and she said and she said about me she said you're not so scary <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> when
1: you're we younger if mum said well you know dad's not going to be very happy with this or whatever um she would uh yeah she'd say you know that could be not like physically scary but you would just like could be quite a sort of strong character um yeah. and bless her she was saying she remembers pouring me some tea once and she poured it right to the very rim and i must have said something and she said i remember i ran upstairs crying you know, you know which is like oh my gosh you just realized like a small small thing impact that we have yeah, just the
0: you know um and all these years later, it's a piece of feedback that you're getting and the impact that it that it has, which again just sort of demonstrates that God parenting is so hard, isn't it? Your reaction to an overfilled cup of tea is still something that is in Grace's Absolutely. memory yeah. and how that's influenced in years like, to come. You go, oh
1: you god know,
0: alive. <laughs>
1: um but interesting, she was saying that um Val, so my wife Val, you know, she said, not so stressy. Um so she said, you know, you've both she, what she what Grace was saying is
0: um, you've you've both changed quite a lot. And I think <clears throat> it's very interesting
1: actually because I would say as I've looked more in this direction of everyday being,
0: um do you want me to, do you just...
1: I think it has changed me for the for the better, and I've had yes. to do a lot of work. Um, you know, I've had to do a lot of work on myself to to, to sort of get to that point. Um, initially, Val is not really interested in this as such, so she's very good. When I've gone to like conference, like three principal conferences, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I've, she, I've, I've, I've well, I've, both her and Grace, you, you know, through the years, you know, yeah. you've taken sort of. Um, and Vicky as well, but I yeah, know, yeah. I've certainly have, have met through the your know, conferences as yeah, well. That's right. Um, interesting as well. I'm interested in your point, but you know, Casey, Casey's exactly the same. In that, you know, we've got this sort of you know passion, energy, love, and understanding of something, and you know, see the power and want to help others with it. But actually, you know, the, the most of people important people are in our lives. We've given some exposure, kind of like, yeah, don't work for me. <laughs> right. Look, that's you know. That's wonderful. That's fine. That's, yeah, that's great. No, she's incredibly, you
1: know, I went to the, um, there was the ultimate coach event. They did one event in London. and um, So she came to me for that. But what's interesting and you could really, it's so interesting how, because she's been around this a little bit, and I'm not trying to suggest it's because of me at all, because it always comes from the individual. Yeah. But I've often said to her, she's, She's really changed in terms of just the way, the way she is, the way she relates to things, the way she gets over things. And that's what Grace was reflecting. But it's so interesting how she hasn't sort of done it from being particularly interested in the stuff you and I might be interested in. But I think it does show that if you. If you change yourself and the way that you're being. So a bit like Grace says, well, my mood can affect people which I know it can, you know, when I'm in a low mood. But I also think because as I've focused a bit more on who I'm being, you can feel like it does have a ripple effect around you. And maybe when the kids were younger, I would try and do things. So I would try and get them interested in what I was interested in. Or, um, you know, I remember trying to... um, uh, I used a metaphor once with Vicky about a particular situation she was struggling with. <laughs> she saw through it. She quick. she, she said, Are you suggesting that? And she reco- she recognised the characters that I was trying to point to, and she goes, no, Dad, don't troll that coach and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and so yeah, I realised, you know, you know, so I?
1: I gradually let go of that, and I definitely did that with Val, you should be interested in this, you should, you know, you, yeah. should, you should, you should, you should, like, sacrifice, like, like, like a sacrificial um yeah medicine you know so here's some medicine that's really good for you um but actually then as I've not I haven't done that for a number of years and you just back off and you just go you know who just focus on who you're being you know I would say that that has had a positive effect and you know Val has definitely been the key influence in our family she's the real the glue of the you know, because two of the kids don't live with us now, you know, they've got yeah. houses and things. But it's amazing how close the family is, how much time we spend together. Um, you know, it's lovely when they'll text you, say, do you want to go up for a drink on a Friday night and things like that? Oh, you say, oh, well, that's yeah. nice. They obviously still like spending time with her. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll I think take that, that as is... uh, indirect feedback, Steve.
1: Well, I think it's all sort of part of, you know, who, you're, who we're being as parents. You can sort of see that, you know you do you do get the you do bear some fruits from that um yes. but you're not you know i think that's one of the things that i think has been really important is that you who you're being as a parent is is for you it's almost as for your expression of who you want to be not in any expectation of who they should be with you or any sense yeah. of expectation and that's that for me has been um you know really important place to live from actually and it doesn't mean you don't have some thinking about your children no. and what they're doing and whatever and you, you know and I can be honest about that if I think it's going to be helpful but I but I've got quite a strong sense of is that is that helpful and is that coming from a positive intent for their benefit or is that something that's coming from you know my thought or my expectation and I've definitely done it from the wrong place in the past but I think I'm much better at catching it now and not not coming from that but you know that's been let's be honest that's been a 30 seriously that's been a 30 year journey and one that and one that sort of continues um so yeah 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 it is a
0: lifetime isn't it yeah. yeah that's, that's a lovely really lovely grace thank you very much as you listen uh you've uh uh given your dad some wonderful things to think about and also sort of help us think about this important topic so so thanks for doing that thanks for listening and excellent feedback and make sure you hold into account on his low moods and the impact that it <laughs> it has um let's let's wrap it up there um so much that we could talk about um as ever we hope that by spending this time for you and with us that there is something that has helped you be it in terms of understanding your uh exploration of everyday being or something that actually as a as a parent or a future parent or whatever that um uh is is you know is of use and you know who who knows what that might well be uh clearly what you've got from steve and i is uh is a is you know a dad's perspective dad's perspective of older children teenage children uh, as well and and um, there will be many many more uh, views and experiences out there so as ever we would just love to hear from you so please get in touch in whatever way uh, works for you you know we're on Instagram uh, everyday being so send us a message there or drop us a note uh, via um, uh, email at hello at everydaybeing.co.uk or reach out to Steve and I direct if you know us um, um, we would just love to, to hear different views. Um, maybe there's more on this topic. So it's, you know, not maybe. There is loads more on this topic. So we maybe we'll return to it in the future. That's the, that's the maybe. Um, so uh, on that note, let's wrap it up. Thank you very much for spending time for you, spending time with us. And we're sending you the biggest of big loves. Thank you, Thank yeah. you very much for listening. Thanks, Gareth. Merry Christmas, everyone.